You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ask Drone You. We've got a very interesting guest today, the CEO of Crew Concept here in the United States that's offering drone soccer. Yeah, you heard it before, drone soccer, that amazing kids program that honestly mimics a game many of you know in Harry Potter as Quidditch. But here with me today, the CEO of Crew Concept, Mr. Kyle Sanders. Kyle, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for being here. Uh, hey, thank you for being here. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Um, I'm really excited today to uh, really go over a lot of what you're doing because if many of you haven't heard about drone soccer during the AUVSI conference this past year, uh, we were a big part of the drone soccer. What would you call that? Uh, it was just a demo, but yeah. it, it got a lot of attention from uh, from the show. I mean, it was the kids were really stealing the conference, and um, it was great to highlight how much kids are learning doing something like this? Oh, 100%. I think I think our collective booth completely stole the conference. I mean, yeah. tell me a better outcome than having 2 to 300 people at your booth every 45 minutes, you know? Yeah, it was it was amazing for the kids. Uh, we had four schools from around the country come in and uh, showing this high school size, right? And then we had the the national team for USA uh, at the big size competing against the Team Korea and they destroyed us. They were amazing. Uh, <laughs> that was really fun to watch. But that's good background. You know, the sport was invented in South Korea. Uh, they have thousands of teams, a uh, great relationship with the government that they're doing this all over South Korea. And it's been slowly making its way to Europe and North America. Uh, we were proud to have some of the first events here in the U.S. testing the program right here in Colorado. Uh, we did our first ever event at the Space Foundation. We worked with schools around the state and boys and girls clubs to figure out what what do they really need. And um, that led to what we're launching now is the next generation of drone soccer that we think is really going to be a powerful tool. So before we get into what you're launching, for those people who may not fully understand what is drone soccer, how would you... How would you explain drone soccer? Because I think it's literally one of the coolest games I've ever seen. As many people know, when you pilot a drone, it's a very kind of lone wolf, right? you know, single person thing. It's very intimate with you and the aircraft. But here with drone soccer, it's like a team sport. So you're really helping kids understand that math, science, these advanced courses and classes, they can take on that information and they can see it applied in the real world. So how would you explain drone soccer to someone who doesn't know what drone soccer is? And we're going to try to tie in some footage here from the conference. so You can check it out. But how would you explain it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I flew in the Air Force and, and it's true. Being a pilot, whether you're flying drones or a real aircraft can sometimes be a solidary thing. You know, I flew C-130s, which was a big bomber crew of six people and uh, very much was a team sport flying that plane. You're flying in formation with other planes. Very exciting. Uh, and I grew up playing ice hockey. So I just I love the team sport aspect. And uh, this is Quidditch. Uh, that is a team sport with drones. And it's just exciting. It's played five on five. Uh, all of the the flight takes place inside of a netted arena. It's about 10 feet by 20 feet for the high school size. So uh, the pilots are standing outside as these drones uh, with these exoskeleton cages around it are smashing into each other, uh, trying to ram and block the other team. So it is a full contact sport. 
and uh, really dynamic. I think it's a different way to fly because you're not so much focusing on FPV um, and doing your yeah, solo. Because these flight. are flown line of sight. They're not. There's no camera on them. They're line of sight, and so you're not so much focused on your flying as you are watching these other drones and trying to go up against these other pilots, you're trying to outsmart somebody. So it's really reactive and, and line of sight flying, you take a hit and you have to get this drone recovered, reoriented and uh, get back into position for what your job is on the team. So it's really exciting. I think it's definitely the, the team sport to the solo, you know, racing. Um, I think they go hand in hand. It's the same skills, Totally different application. Well, I think it's also really important to understand for parents, too, because, look, flying drones is a very technical thing. Some in high school, middle school will call it, quote unquote, nerdy, right? And maybe one of the concerns for parents of nerdy kids, which I hope I have nerdy kids. But that said, I, if one of the concerns is the social aspect, mm -hmm. right? And I think one thing that I love about this is if you ever go see a drone soccer competition, first of all, it's a lot of fun. It's really fun to watch these kids work together, strategize, fly. But the thing is, is they also have to be social and learn to communicate. And I think that that's a huge added bonus here is that I don't know how to say this, ladies and gentlemen, but I think drone soccer is like the most complete learning tool for as many facets of life as possible, especially like the interconnectivity of those um, assets to have as a human, right? Communication, social skills, strategic uh, implementation of ideological perspectives. I think it really covers all those bases. Yeah, and the technical skills. It, they have to learn so much. You know, when we train uh, professional air crews, which is, you know, a job of mine as an instructor pilot, how do we train people to work together? Yeah. That you could sit in the, in the, on the flight deck with any pilot uh, that you've never even met before and you can be successful as a team. You can work with air traffic controllers around the world who you've never met and you speak the same language. You know exactly how to communicate effectively. Um, that's what we want to teach. You know, I was privileged to coach the national team and take them to the first world championship event in Korea in May. And I mean, it blew me away. I, I've played hockey at the college level, rock climbing, skydiving, you name it. You know, I've done a lot. Um, this was the most intense competitive environment I've been in. I had goosebumps on my arms. You know, drones are getting smashed to pieces. They're catching on fire. It is really awesome it, to it watch. Was, <laughs> it was amazing. But watching these students who were, they were some of the top high school students from Colorado. It was like watching a professional flight deck, the way they were communicating, uh, you know, fixing things, making decisions. I, during gameplay, I watched the, the striker from the opposing team. And the striker is the one drone on the team that can score, uh, that has flags on it. And if they get through the goal, they, they score for their team. And so the defenders are just trying to hammer that striker. And I watched as, I forget which country it was, it was China or, or you know, maybe Japan, one of their, their striker was trying to attack our goal. I watched every single defender on our team hit that striker once on their way in. It was so, everybody was on their assignments. It's a coordinated attack, huh? It was amazing. But then, you know, your three minutes set is up and you have a repair period and you're on the clock counting down. You have to fix everything that just broke. And, uh, you know, this is the big size that we have for, for the international and college size, all carbon fiber, uh, with a protective ring around it. Yeah. This we is were a pretty large drone in comparison. We were shattering carbon fiber. 
Wow. Just, and you have to make the decision, what do we do? We've got three minutes. Do we tape it? Do we try to replace it? Do we have spares? Three minutes to fix a drone. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, the motors are overheating. The propellers are smashed. Like, what do we need to get five drones back in the, in the match? That's some real serious decision making. Um, so this is that college size that, you know, kids can grow into. Okay. And uh, so that's was, a pretty serious FPV drone right there. It is. It is very serious. This is a, a 4S racing drone. Um, you know, these things at the big size, the arena is about 25 by 50 feet. So you can imagine you can get this thing up with some serious force. Yeah. You know, in, in you know, uh, 25 feet. I gotta be honest. I think it would be a really funny um, live stream or if you were watching a basketball game and they switched mm -hmm. out the basketball for one of those wrapped yeah. in like a clear plastic so it looks yeah. like a, a basketball and they shoot it and then you know. But hold on. Let's take a step back. Okay, it's so you men you've yeah. mentioned that there's there's different levels of drone soccer. You mentioned college. You mentioned middle school, high school. And it seems like you have an elementary school program too. But before we kind of get too deep into that, taking some steps back, the drone soccer program, this is not just about students flying drones. This is about students learning how to build these, learning how to program them, understanding some, some basic Python coding. And then it's learning how to test essentially your engineering skills by having the skill of flying it. So this drone soccer program is not just for the cool kids who want to put on aviators and act like Tom Cruise. This is actually for kids that are going to learn the entire process of building these drones, flying these drones, and then competing strategically with these drones. Is that right? Yeah, what we've seen is that when students get hooked by the game, yeah. they just want to compete. And when you get them on a team with their peers, like you said, they're I call them the indoor kids. Maybe they haven't been on a team before, uh, the but they, they learn the social-emotional learning skills. They learn how to communicate. And what we're doing with Crew Concept is bringing FAA methodology down into the younger grades. So these students, by learning to build and repair drones, we're actually teaching them to talk like an air traffic controller, problem solve like an aviation mechanic, and make decisions like a pilot. They can go into these career paths. You know, if they can learn to fix and program this drone, they can work on avionics on aircraft. They can fix, you know, delivery drones for Walmart and Amazon. So it's just opening up a world of, of the yep. industry to them. If they get hooked and they want to progress, they can move into FPV flying and, and more advanced drone operations and videography and the kind of stuff that you fly. Um, or maybe they're like, Hey, you know, I just, I'm, there's so many moving parts to get five aircraft perfect and ready to compete. They can move into operations, logistics, you know, being a ramp controller, you know, for, for aviation operations. And so what we're doing is trying to align the roles on the team with professional jobs and teach them the language and the skills. So, but by the time they're 16, Taking apart 107K, they've been speaking that language for years. It's a cakewalk. It's a cakewalk, yeah. So, and you're here today to really announce uh, the Drone Soccer Academy. So help me understand exactly what that is and how that plays into, you know, getting kids in early with the elementary school's drone soccer system and then moving all the way up into career opportunities. Help me understand what that is all about because I see your immense growth. I see how many schools are bringing on the drone soccer program. And it's really astounding because I have to be honest with you, I went to public school 
and I went to private school and I'm probably going to offend some people with what I'm about to say, but I really don't care because the truth is the truth. Public school sucks. I mean, they're, Westminster, I think, is actually the coolest public school I have ever seen. The things that they offer those kids is off the charts awesome. My private school didn't even have that. But I would say that for a vast majority of public schools, the offerings that they have to get kids into science and engineering really seem subpar. I mean, even I went to a like a nationally ranked private school. And even what they had is nothing in comparison to what Westminster has. But at the end of the day, I think that this is a turning point for education, not just for the fact that, yeah, you're teaching kids how to fly drones, but you're teaching kids how to realize the power of the stupid formulas that they write on paper and they complain about, why do I need to know this? And this is the answer to them. So this Drone Soccer Academy, as far as working kids from the bottom to the top, what is it? Help me understand it. And how does it get kids from this small soccer drone uh, drone soccer ball over here all the way up to the big collegiate one and beyond. Yeah, so drone soccer as an activity, you know, it's been proven just over the last couple of years of the adoption that organizations really like the engagement it provides kids and the teamwork and, you know, everything you get from a team sport with the technical learning. What we're trying to do now with the Drone Soccer Academy is create a top-down pipeline from colleges to the uh, high schools and middle schools down to elementary school so we can keep students interested in technical courses and learning. Um, that big size is the college size that we are uh, putting into college campuses, community colleges. Uh, so in the community, you know, a lot of times students don't see a path for themselves, but we're proving that path. And those college students are the coaches and referees for the high school programs. Those high school students get their part 107 and the 16, 17, 18 year olds in high school, they're the camp counselors for the elementary programs. This is a model that is incredible because those kids can see, hey, that's me in a couple years. I could be playing for the college team. I could be at the world championship. And it means a lot to them. You know, we, we, Westminster is a, a program we're really proud of. They're a Title I uh, school. That means you know, students come from lower income, you know, rougher backgrounds, and they don't get a lot of those opportunities. But because of programs like this, that teach career skills, professional licenses, you know, making $50 an hour as a drone pilot, as a result, that's life-changing economic mobility for these kids. Um, you know, we worked with them as our test program, getting their aviation program started. They started with drone soccer, right? Uh, you know, state money to do a aviation program, uh, brought, you know, paid for that to go into the school. Then the teacher got their FAA certifications. The kids got their certifications and the state said, wow, that's great. They're getting, you know, licenses. Let's expand it. So the state funded, you know, a huge investment to get them an FAA certified flight sim to get them big industrial, you know, drones that they can actually go in the field and do programs with. And now they're building a whole new uh, campus to do career skills. And the a aviation and aerospace program is a big part of that because of the success and visibility of this drone program. You know, public schools live and die by enrollment. Yeah. And COVID crushed public schools and, and students are just dropping out of school. Like mm -hmm. there's now like 8% of students that just don't go to school anymore. Yeah. I wonder why. Right. Uh -huh. And so if we can give programs like this that are high engagement, that keep students in the path and in those courses, you know, there's a lot of money in workforce development that can support those schools. Yeah. So what we're doing is helping schools get money and helping them have a program that can keep kids in this pathway until they're old enough to get a license. It's not just get money, though, but it's an efficient use of money that really has an impact, which I think a lot of people would argue 
that some programs don't really have as much of an impact as they are hyped, if that makes sense. Yeah, so. and I, we talk about uh, in STEM education, which is something I'm passionate about. There's a lot of talk of inspiring students. They don't need inspiration. They need a job. Like, they, <laughs> you know, uh, I heard the, a story. The job is the inspiration or the motivation. Um, so Jim at the head of the FAA's uh, um, uh, aviation, AVSED, Aviation uh, Space Education Department, um, he told me a really funny story. He says the head of the FAA's education gets a phone call and it's a kid and, you know, a teenager, 16. Hey, I, I really want to be a pilot, but I don't know what door to go in. And he's like, oh, well, there's different avenues and flight school and different things you can do. And he said, no, I'm at the airport. What door is it? And that's what we have to help kids understand. Like they oh, don't wow. know what comes next. Wow. And, uh, you know, on a world championship team, some of those kids were from Westminster, never left the country before. We took them to Korea. They graduated in Korea. And all three of those kids that graduated are now first generation college students at Metro State University in their aerospace program. That's awesome, man. So we that can, is awesome. We can have that path all the way down to elementary schools, you know, starting my daughter's nine and she's flying this around the house, learning how it works, um, getting them in camps and programs at a young age. And they move up to middle school and, and they're ready to go building and programming their own drones from scratch. So you mentioned something there as far as these camps. Um, does Crew Concept offer a camp? Is that kind of how you get kids to be able to try out the program if a school doesn't have drone soccer? Yeah, a lot of uh, nonprofits and school districts, they want to get started. They want to get hands on and see how it works, get their teachers comfortable. So, you know, Crew Concept, uh, we're promoting the Drone Soccer Academy is, yes, we have everything to get a new program started. Typically a camp could be weekends, summers, you know, you're doing your after school club for a lot of programs. Uh, that's our, our club offering. We have, you know, everything to train a teacher and walk them through implementing that camp, even if they've never touched a drone before. Uh, but what we want is to get them to step up into the lab. And this is a classroom program with STEM and career and technical education curriculum. So, you know, they get that first program in the club and hey, this is good. The teacher gets their confidence. They can teach it as a class and use this to go from nothing to getting students confident in drone technology and then using drone use part 107 and advanced applications courses. By the time they graduate, we could have them doing cell tower inspections and roof inspections like a professional you know, 17, 18 years old. You know, it's funny. We just, that's the cell tower inspections. That's where we have helped more pilots get six figure incomes. Mm -hmm. And there's this kid that we helped in Wisconsin and he made $12,000 in one week inspecting cell towers. Yeah. And he was like, I don't know where I would be with you guys if I didn't have that. And so there, there are very real outcomes to a program like this, which, which brings up the next question. If you've got a teacher, a school administrator or someone, how do schools get involved in, in this? type of program? Like what is the workflow to get involved? Because I know when it comes to schools buying things that there's probably a certain process and a certain way to go about it all. But if a school teacher principal is watching this show right now, how can they get their school involved? So for example, in the state of Colorado, where we've gotten started, um, there are now teacher pathways for career and technical education that let's say you're a math teacher, science teacher, you don't know how to get state money to do aviation or, mm -hmm. or drones. Um, now there's courses that a teacher can get their 107 over the summer, um, get some experience, you know, with organizations like DroneU. Now they are qualified to teach drone technology and the state will fund that program. And so what we're doing is creating a program that is fundable. We get that pilot project in. 
get the enrollment because kids love it. And then, okay, well, we have the enrollment. Now the next year they have full-blown drone courses and aviation pathways. So that's what we're trying to help. There's a lot of grant money and funds out there to support workforce development. So we're helping connect schools to those opportunities. So if you're like, hey, I want to teach drones. I don't know how. Uh, we can clear those obstacles for you. Everything is inside inside of a net. So it's FAA exempt. You don't need licenses or registration or anything awesome? to do the program. And if you're in the state of Florida, for example, where you can't use Chinese drones, well, that's pretty much all drones in education are made Except for this with one. some in China. Uh, but this is made by our partners, Orca. It is fully NDAA compliant, which means there are no Chinese parts on this drone, all made in Europe. And so now we can offer programs to Florida, to um, Army, ROTC, JROTC, you know, programs that are in schools already. This can be a really great way to get drone technology into the hands of kids and to have it paid for by state and federal sources so that low-income schools, it's not coming out of their budget. That's a big part of our mission is try to offset costs for those schools and those parents so that kids can participate for free. So it sounds like you almost have like a turnkey solution for these schools to take advantage of grant money. Is that, is it, am exactly. I hearing that right? That's exactly right. We'll okay. provide the teacher training. We provide them all the equipment and support that they need. And once they see that initial success, we can help them plan growing their program to getting those students ready for the industry. What does it typically cost for like a, a school program, say, would you say that like the middle school, high school is kind of like the most popular at this point? Yeah. Or the best entry level? And then what does it, what does a school end up paying or what kind of grant money is necessary for a program like this to get airborne? Yeah. For a middle high school program, we try to plan, you know, 15 to $20,000 for the initial cost. That's everything. But that's like the arena. That's like 10 drones, you know? Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a, everything they need to run, run a successful program that includes the drone U courses and curriculum that we can drop in. So if a teacher doesn't really know what to teach, they can just play our videos, follow yeah. along. Um, so that's, that's what we're looking for. About 15,000 for a camp about 20000 for a lab that has all the support uh, materials to support them an entire school year. Yeah. Um, but then at the elementary level, maybe $10,000 for uh, a camp site that they can just put, you know, dozens and dozens of schools or kids through, really showing that path in the district, you know, working with some different districts around the country. The community college has a program. They have this in several middle and high schools, and then they have the elementary camps. So those students can see a future. And I think that's a really powerful thing is we had some of those students on the world championship team. Uh, one is Michaela. You know, she was the team captain, had an FAA license at 16 years old. She can go to any aviation college she wants to go to. These kids came back. And after having that experience, you know, do I want to go to an academy? Do I want to go to UND? Like, where do I want to go? Uh, they said, I want to go wherever I can keep playing drone soccer. That's interesting. And that's, that's a really awesome. powerful statement that yeah. it means that much to them uh, to have that path in college. I think this is going to be a really valuable way to get aviation and recruitment programs to scale. Yeah, 100%. Which brings up one of my last questions here, which is, have you had any measurable impact on kids who are utilizing the drone soccer program? Have you had any measurable impact on their overall success in school? Is it having a correlated impact to their overall uh, capacity to handle school as a whole, I guess? Yeah, I mean, COVID, COVID's been hard, especially on kids. They were at home doing classes on Zoom. They've been wearing masks. They, you know, the social regression and the academic regression, you know, scores are down 
a lot. And this is worldwide, the loss of learning that happened. And so to give them a way to go back, especially the indoor kids, you know, what are their options? They're, they're playing video games with their friends. Yeah. Like that's their social interaction. So to get them on a team, I've had parents and teachers in tears saying, I've, I've never seen them do that. Really? And so it's a really powerful thing to see how it has turned around some families that we know and struggles that the kids had in school to then going from, I don't even see what the point of school is to now I'm going to make my grades because I want to stay in this program. So a real catalyst for kids. Yeah. And looking at outcomes, some of our you know, seniors that graduated from the test programs, like you said, $80,000 a year as a drone operator straight yeah. out of high school. Yeah. That's life-changing. Yeah. That's outcomes that lead to incomes. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It's life-changing stuff. As simple as this is, as fun as the game is, you know, when you understand this technology in and out, you can build a custom industrial spraying drone. You can go out and innovate. And we're already seeing high schools that are, you know, cutting their own carbon fiber. They're trying to make modifications and upgrades. They get comfortable enough that they're out there innovating and pushing it. And, uh, you know, going to the World Cup in San Diego, we're going to put these students right in front of the best companies in the world. That's awesome. That's truly awesome. Man, Kyle, it's amazing what you're doing. So if someone wanted to reach out to you at Crew Concepts to get their school involved, to learn more, where are we sending them? So we've got uh, two uh, ways to reach us. Uh, so www.crewconcept.co uh, is where you can find information on drone soccer and drone racing programs that we offer with Curriculum for Schools. Um, if you're interested in the Academic Drone Soccer World Cup, this is a community effort with a bunch of nonprofit groups, districts, universities, uh, we will be hosting the first Academic World Cup for student teams in San Diego. This is alongside the Exponential 2024 conference. We'll be at the San Diego Air and Space Museum. Uh, some more information about that, um, which is also a career fair. Like I said, job interviews for these students, scholarships from Embry-Riddle. Um, very exciting things. So if you want to come join us in San Diego and learn more about that event, that is dronesoccer.education. Well, awesome, Kyle. Well, thank you for joining me today, man. I love what you, I really love what you're doing for kids. And I think it's having a massive impact. I've seen it personally. I love being a part of the drone soccer competitions. And uh, I appreciate the opportunities that you've given us here too, because at the end of the day, it's all about helping people achieve what they think they can't. So yeah. in all honesty, love what you're doing, man. Thanks for joining yeah. me. Teachers and students really want to understand how the industry works. And so we're trying to take the drone U courses and the experience that's out there and help push that in the classrooms. It's awesome. It's awesome. If you want to learn more, check out crewconcept.co to get drone soccer in your school. I promise you it's something you will not regret. Thanks again for joining us here at Ask Drone U. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision confusion and vanity for they work against the community we are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge we are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness we are pilots videographers photographers freelancers business owners enthusiasts experts and apprentices we are creators we are the Drone You.